2: Hello and welcome to the 359th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in lovely Orlando, Florida.
3: Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis.
0: And this is Spencer in Western Massachusetts. You guys, a lot going on this week, a lot we need to discuss, I know, Um, but uh, I'm, I'm back and I'm back, Out of town in, form. I'm back in a big way. Um, I think I might be, I might have the most important back in cycling this week. Um, why, because why I'm that? back. Uh huh. I yeah. know Matthew Vanderpool is also back and his back is back, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, but I, it, I'm also wow. back and I think he's multi- trying to steal my thunder and I don't know how. How you guys feel right? about it? But I was—I is... had a press release all ready to go.
3: Yeah, I bet you and did.
0: Um, you know, just kind of a Friday night news dump. Um, but yeah, kind uh, of oh, yeah. stole my thunder.
3: <laughs> See, I'm a big fan of your Spencer, huge fan uh, for years. I've had posters of you on my wall, but I'm pretty excited about Vanderpool being back. Um, I gotta say, well, kind of higher on my. Are list. you
0: excited about Vanderpool? Or are you excited about Vanderpool's back? Or are the two
4: inseparable?
3: I would think they're inseparable, and I hope they're inseparable. Otherwise, he's not going to be back for long. I'm excited about him being back, and especially because Wout Van Aert is also very much back right now. And the two of them looking so good a couple weeks out for Worlds is only means good things for us as cycling fans.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, let's get out of all this inside joke talk, and let's get to the <laughs> real news. And that is that. It once again it is Wout Van Aert versus Matthew Vanderpol going into Paris Roubaix week uh-huh. and Road Worlds in two two weeks. Two weeks, but yep. the so the news is Matthew Vanderpoel won today over friend of the pod Taco Vanderhorn mm-hmm. at the uh, the Antwerp pork epic. By the way, great bike race name. Just throw an epic in there. People need to do that more often. I think it's a really underutilized word in the world of cycling. It's um, got gravel in then, it, Tim.
3: So it is epic. I mean, it's, it has Wout, gravel.
2: Wout Van Aert <laughs> absolutely slayed it this past week in a little-known race known as the Tour of Britain, which, by the way, has the Tour <laughs> of Britain ever been as popular as it was this week? I feel that they <laughs> have found that sweet spot of nothing else happening on the calendar, Oh. And everyone watching Tour of Britain, I was kind of captivated by it.
0: Such a good spot on the calendar. It's true. Um they're they're really crushing it Tour of Britain. Um it seems to be a uh, um a well-loved event like you said. But while Fan are kind of cleaning up there, um you know, uh over some lesser-known sprinters uh like Under Griepel and Mark Cavendish today. Um so I don't know if you can quite call him like on form or uh I don't think he's as back as Matthew Vanderpoel is back. Um because you know, when I'm considering back. backs, I'm considering Matthew Vanderpool's more than Wouts.
2: Okay. Well we can really get into this um I don't I don't I don't want to give you any back talk, but I will uh-huh. say that what we really need to do is drill down into this tour of Britain and what stuck out to you guys. Mm-hmm. Because clearly Wad Van Art slaying it. Some guy with the last name Hater, not trying to be a hater. That guy looked pretty solid. Yeah. But to me, the story of the week was Mark Cavendish once again being Mark Cavendish, <laughs> but this time being Mark Cavendish on his, his national roads on the Great Isle of Britain. Um, <clears throat> just talking nonstop trash about a moto. In fact, I don't know if you guys watch the HBO show uh, White Lotus, but there's this there's this character that gets really like focused on just one slight. And it's over seven episodes that he focuses on this slight enough that it ruins his entire trip. It was kind of like Mark Cavendish this entire race day <laughs> when he was complaining about this moto and then like uh-huh. 20 miles later, he's having a dialogue with the, the, the viewers at home. Did you guys see this? It was it was like Cavendish to like a hundred.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it live, but yes, I saw. It was to be expected.
2: It, no, like, it, but it, it shouldn't be allowed. We were all on the, you know, we were all on the, um, we were all on the boat. We were all hundred percent agreed that Mark Cavendish coming back was the greatest thing ever. And then he <laughs> slowly started to unveil the the onion, and you realize how he's just. Kind of a horrible person.
0: So you're saying the Mark Cavendish 2021 Redemption Tour is over. He, yes, achieved great heights again and um, instantly got drunk with power. Um, did not have the uh, the tolerance that he had built up um, from the past and is now a lightweight as far as um, you know being able to keep it together once he was back on the top of the sport.
2: Yes, I. Sadly, I think so. As much as, you know, there was the great video of his child getting a mini Wout Van Art uh, quick uh, jumbo jersey, looked <laughs> really cool. But I just, I kind of don't like Cavendish. I thought for a second I did. He really fooled me for a while there at the tour, but <laughs> I'm just not a fan. All right. He just doesn't um- seem very nice.
3: I, I think if you've listened to three hundred some episodes of this, you've heard me say I don't care about Mark Cavendish many times, uh for many mm-hmm. years and uh still stands. Don't really care. Well anyway,
2: so Well, I, I
0: I think one of the under um under told maybe stories of the Tour of Britain, um you know, it, it isn't Wout Venner. We know that story. Uh, maybe a little bit it's Alaphilippe, um not being able to beat Wout Venner, which I do enjoy. Um, but I think the big takeaway that I had is there's a lot of British teams, smaller continental probably British teams that um, we don't see very often that have some pretty high-quality kits. The kit action – At the Tour of Britain was pretty good. And I'm thinking specifically Ribble Weld-Tight Pro Cycling. Have you seen this kit? Because I feel like it will be a little guy favorite.
2: Spencer, I did see it. I was a little concerned about the gradient. It's a little too much of a gradient for me. They just basically took the Quick-Step kit and just made it light blue. No, no, no.
0: they they have a a special edition kit for this race.
2: Oh, they did? Now, this is full of
0: colors and geometric shapes, and uh, it's sort of um, a clown car camouflage, I might call it. (laughs) Um, And uh, to me, when I hear those words together, I think little guy.
3: Uh, Well, thank you. Uh, Ooh,
2: ooh, I'm looking at it now. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer, this is... This, this is pretty much Little Guy Corner right here. This is, this is pretty good. Thank you for sharing this. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't see the it's, random geometric shakes. I mean, it's,
0: <laughs> it's like they lost a, um, a paintball match before mm. they showed up to the bike race. And they, <laughs> but they were all wearing skin suits.
3: That's not oh, a bad way to a do good. a jersey. Is you, just, you get all the guys in uh, white skin suits, you have a paintball match, and you see who comes mm-hmm. out with the best kit, and then you just throw that into production.
0: Well, I, I, I think uh, um, Ribble looks like they won that, uh, that paintball match. And in my books, um, should give them little... at least 10 bonus seconds in the race.
3: Um, Isn't it a little let's do a, a little Bahrain-y? Quick...
2: Eh, maybe. But it's not Bahrain because it's not owned by a petrochemical state. But um, quick update for all those checking at home. Uh, uh, Rebecca NextHash still exists. Next hash still a company. Um, has not gone bankrupt. We'll give you an update on episode yeah. 360.
0: Um, little guy, one quick uh, thing: it's we're no longer calling it um, Bahrain Victorious. It's it's TBV now. They're they're hip and cool, um, so they're trying to shift the branding over to this uh, modern TBV. TBV now, so they can uh, sort well, of separate a little
2: bit from the dictatorship.
3: Yeah. So they won't stamp that on my passport if I fly through the country.
2: No, <laughs> little guy they okay. won't even let you into that country they'll oh, turn that plane around um let's go to the next step uh so let's get into matthew Vanderpool wins today over taco vanderhorn um obviously this is the major test going into road worlds and roubaix
1: yeah little guy
2: let me give you a little pop quiz pop it who do you think Vegas, or in this case, probably Monaco because Vegas doesn't really do cycling odds, um, is the favorite for Road
3: Worlds 2021. I bet it's Wout right now. Uh, I bet it's going to change, though. Wout's not riding. I was just looking up. Wout's not riding the Primus Classic at the end of this week, but it looks like Vanderpool is and a few of the other favorites (laughs) are.
2: What is the Primus Classic?
3: It's on the 18th. Well, it's on the it's on the 18th. So, and like a bunch of big guys are doing it, but I mean, I would say Wout. I would I would still say Wout is the favorite because he's got more miles in the legs. It's it's great that Vanderpool's back, but he's been out of competition a long time. And as we know from a few years ago, you can be Matthew Vanderpool, and the distance at Road Worlds can still catch you out in Mm. a serious way. And he might be flying, but without the you had to bring up Yorkshire. Well, you had to bring it up. Well, yeah, without competition for two months, he's not going to have the miles in the legs. Wout obviously does. He's just rode through Yorkshire. He's probably savoring the, the Spencer, countryside there. So. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wout Van Aert's a, a two-and-a-half-to-one favorite. Matthew Vanderpool is seven-to-one, the second <laughs> favorite.
3: Um, What's Saga, I guess man? my
2: question to you, Spencer... Is Matthew Vanderpool really gonna let Wout Van Aert win this? Because it seems that Matthew Vanderpool came back to win today because Wout Van Aert was winning GC at Tour of Britain.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's almost, you know, preordained at this point that Matthew Vanderpoel is gonna win, right?
0: Oh, um, I mean, it was a good showing today. He he beat uh, known powerhouses like Taco Vanderhorn. Um, so <laughs>
3: oh, ouch. Come
0: on, you know I'm. I'm not putting a, a win as a win. I'm not taking that away from him. But I don't know that this is a, a world's uh, caliber field that we are testing him against. And also, he did say his back was um, troubling him for the last hour of the right. race. Which this is a four-hour long race. So if he's he's good for three hours, that's like little guy's point. Uh, not yeah. going to get him anywhere near the finish line at worlds.
2: And just for clarity, just so I'm sure, is that the Road Worlds is actually the week before Roubaix. So really, he could be coming to whoever wins Road Worlds can go to Roubaix on the 3rd of October because Men's Mm -hmm. Road Worlds is on the 26th of September. It would be great
3: to see Or they Spencer. could go to Italy if they're maybe more into like the Italian fall classics. Yeah, they would we'll talk head about head over to that Italy and, I, and they would I have you're a trying great, to great uh, GP and, Bruno Bagaglia on October 3rd. I'm just saying that. That's what I would do if I were Italian.
2: We can segue into that a little bit later. But I, I really want to just drill down into these favorites here. Because Sonny Corbelli, <laughs> who won the Euro Road Championships, is the mm-hmm. third favorite at 9-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bookies he don't know anything, s-
3: is what I would say. Really? I Every time somebody wins, they. <laughs> That's not the, what my knees say. Well, the, look, the, every time somebody wins, the odds go up like like immediately. Cabrelli, yes, beat Evan Pohl at Euros, mm-hmm. but it's a very different race than what will be Worlds. And I would say a guy like Evan Pohl is more of a favorite for Worlds than Cabrelli. But they're just. Right I just now, feel like the, the bookies just kind of like, oh, they see something happen and they. They flip, you know, you got to stay well, true to what you know.
2: Evan Paul is, is slightly behind both Ala Philippe and Morich um, for right. the road world. So, Morich, Evan Paul is huh? still solid value. I do want to give shout out Magnus Court, looking um, extremely valuable at 21 uh, to 1. And then also mm-hmm. yeah. um, Mads Peterson. And Thomas Pitcock at 41-1. to 1. Really? I would be brave enough to put a fiver of faith on Thomas Pitcock.
3: Yeah, um, for sure.
2: So the question is, Pitcock, um, I know he won the mountain bike gold. Is there a way that he can, like, if he w- were to win the road world championship, what kind of clash do you think he could get away with, with the rainbow stripes and a
3: gold helmet? oh it'd be good i mean uh he's got the black kit to sort of base it all around so um but they'll mess it up though and what am i saying it's in you so they'll mess it up pretty bad but um <laughs> the possibilities are there for some some quality yeah. clash but also a really good kit
0: now just to swing this back around to the um the upcoming Flanders and, and World stuff, uh, Tim, that you were talking about. Um, what was the uh, odds there on Cabrelli? Did you say uh, something like he was 10? Nine, 9 to 1. 10 1, 9 to 1. Okay, so I'm thinking that's the smart money um, because Pidcock, uh, maybe. I'd put a 5 of faith on him, sure. But um, if you dig back into Cabrelli's history – every single year around early october he's all first and seconds
3: oh yeah, yeah. he is
0: he is an october kind of guy
3: he um, likes the italian he, classics let me tell you
0: he's he's
2: <laughs>
0: he is a, a fan of those he, it's true he, but he's he's, he's really he's fishing also,
3: for
2: us to talk about italian classics especially. yeah Let's he just is. keep rolling <laughs>
0: Cabrelli is also finished second at the Japan cup criterium. So, mm-hmm. you know, some yeah. big, big name mm-hmm. races, not just these little Italian, uh, classics that little guys are right. obsessed with. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I, if I were a betting man, I would be putting, um, my money on the new European champion. Um, because that is, um, probably the most legit field that we've seen, uh, over these past couple of races. Um, all due respect to Andre Greipel and Mark Cavendish.
2: Um, yeah. Well, Little Harry Potter did well today at the Euro Championships, getting third. Uh, Benoit, Colson, Freud. Um uh, I call him uh, Little Harry Potter because he wears glasses.
3: Uh, I would look a little yeah. farther down, Tim, and see that uh, last year's man, 2020's man, Mark Hershey, finding some form. Sixth place, finin- f- finishing he with Is still around?
2: I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know he was still uh, racing bikes. But-
3: that's what I'm saying is that if you want to throw, some, throw he, a fiver down he, on somebody who's a super outsider for a Flandersy course, but who uh, is not to be bet against when he's on good form. He
0: was so good last year that we gave him a nickname of Kisses, and we haven't even been able to use it no. this entire season.
3: I made a flowchart about how he has different nicknames depending on <laughs> circumstances, and I've had no use for it the entire year. It's, yeah, that's how good he was. You're right, Spencer. It's crazy. But maybe it could happen, right? It's coming
2: back in a form. So you got Roubaix coming up on the 3rd of October, and then you have a little-known Italian race called Lombardia that wraps up the season. Mm -hmm. And little guy, last week, I asked you specifically to give me the reasons I should care about the Italian classics. I have just entered into the elevator and you must now convince me before i get off on the 19th floor of why i should care about the italian classics
3: well door has I, closed okay first first i'd like to say i don't think the season really ends with lombardia because on uh the 10th the day after lombardia is perry tours And that's really uh, the sprinter's classic for the end of the season. That's really the end of the season until they go over to the Japan Cup. Uh oh we're already up to floor two. Okay, what we're talking about here is a week of racing leading up to Lombardia that I think is one of the best and most unsung weeks in the calendar. On the 2nd of October, you have the uh, Giudea Emilia, which is super gorgeous. They climb up past this beautiful archway that leads them up to this, like, I don't know, some sort of Catholicy thing on top of a hill. It's Italy. It's probably something Catholic. Uh, the last few years, you've had guys like Vlasov and Roglic win this race. It's a wonderful race. It's like a little mini Lombardia with a wonderful finishing climb that they do multiple laps on. Then the, the fun just keeps coming. The next day, you get the Bruna Begheglia, which you've had uh, guys like Cobrelli win, Spencer was talking about. You get a little sprinty action then the next day, on the fourth, you get another sprinty race with the Coppa Bernocchi or something, which is pretty fun. <laughs> it's more sprinty. <laughs> yeah, that one's, yeah, that one's yeah. not uh, as fun, but that one's more like an appetizer for the next day, which is the Tre Valle Verancian. I'm doing that wrong. But that's been won in the last few years by Primos, Tom Schoons. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, all right, so that's a midweek race. That's a fun one. It's pretty hilly. A couple years ago, a bunch of guys got sent the wrong way. Classic Italian race. Uh, then on the sixth, you get. <laughs> this is a really get... slow elevator. Yeah, I know. The <laughs> we're, sixth, we're up to the four, sixth. twelve. Yeah, so here, okay, now you're on the sixth. One more day. You've got Milano uh-huh. Torino. Now, last year, they made this race flat during COVID times, and DeMar won it. But the previous year, Michael Woods won it by throwing down that VO2 Max and riding the legend himself, Alejandro Valverde, straight off his wheel. So you know this is a fun race. You guys got those two guys sprinting it out at the end uphill. Pino won it the year before. You got you got a good start list in all these races. Then you got, on the seventh, you got the Grand Piemont. That was won by George Bennett last year. You had Bernal win it the year before. Cabrelli won it. So it's kind of a funny mm-hmm. race when you got all these guys. So those are always fun races. And then... You get one day off to catch your breath, get ready for Lombardia, which is the race of the Falling Leaves. It's beautiful. Last year it was the race of the Too Hot Spring where Fuslang won it and the car ran into Shockman. But this year <laughs> we're going to be back uh, to the glory that was 2019 when our favorite rider, Malema, won it by going solo super early. It's a great race. And then, yeah, they run that Perry Tours race the next day. But that is a great, great, great week of racing. And if you're, if you're tired of road racing, I understand. But you get one last amazing week before you go into, like, road race debt for months and months and months and months. And you can't argue so with those if there's winners. One race, if there's one race I need to
2: find – if I'm willing to risk my computer getting some kind of <laughs> Albanian virus – uh-huh. What race, little guy, should I seek out to watch? This your is your favorite Italian classic race.
3: Well, here's one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna set up tiers, Tim. I, uh, your question is obviously you watch Lombardi, if, <laughs> but you don't you don't need we're, we're you on don't
0: floor 16 now.
3: You, you don't need anything crazy <laughs> for that because that one's easy to get because it's it's a monument. If you mm-hmm. you're you're gonna go one step down, you want to get a little crazy. You bookend it. You do Amelia, and then you watch Lombardi. You know. At the end of the next week, right? And but if you're, you're you you want to dip your toe into a crazy person world of being a super fan, you watch Torino as well midweek on the six. So you watch, you know, you get like a couple of days off, and then you watch another hilly race, and then you you, you know get a couple of days off, and you watch Lombardi. But I say you got to go all in. You got to think of it as just the Italian version of like the Flanders Roubaix like lead up. Where it's just boom, 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 race. Every day you turn on your computer and you're like, what is this? I don't know what this race is, but look at that start list. It's amazing. And it's just the opposite with Climby guys.
2: Milan Torino little guy. Milan Torino was is it really a sprint, good. Sprinter's race? Is it a climbers race? No, 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 no. I mean
0: I
3: already who, told you. Who it's won a it last race? Year. Yeah,
0: back on floor nine or ten, he did explain that. I did explain I know, that but... DeMar
3: won it last year because during COVID times they made it a flat uh-huh. race because okay. it led into some other flat race. I think it led into Milan Sanremo last year in the weird schedule. Uh, usually okay, that's what happened. It's hilly. Michael Woods won it in twenty nineteen. Okay. Pino won it in twenty eighteen. Yeah. It's a good time. But Amelia is the, the second best one, for sure. So you gotta, you got to watch second that. Second best, okay. So good. That's the one
2: I will watch. I, I can't wait. I will be on the edge of my... <laughs>
3: oh, ding! I am getting off the
2: elevator. A uh, little guy did a good job of telling us the reasons to care. And while we're on this little guy... Last week, I was re-listening to the podcast, mostly just to judge your production quality, because uh, you have uh, been doing a pretty good job, but every now and then, I like to just kind of poke at the, uh-huh. the, the places where you've messed up, <laughs> as if the emails we get from people at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com are not enough to tell us where the mistakes are. Yeah. Every now and then, I like to really just reinforce uh-huh. those. Thanks, Dad. I did notice that you you kind of just, in your last breath, just mentioned... I mean, I, I had to text Spencer about this to see if he had noticed this. This <laughs> you kind of just dropped in like, oh yeah, like when Mosier won the nineteen eighty four Juro because the helicopter blades were being used to push back against a time trial. And I was like, Wait, what? Like this major conspiracy. So little guy, welcome to Conspiracy Corner.
3: This is a known <laughs> Tell me this why. Is a known thing. This
0: is this is not uh um uh what is the what is um I'm struggling to come up with a uh, an SVU show, a CSI. This isn't that. This is like um, a old rerun of America's Most Wanted from the early '90s or something. Like this is this is a case that has maybe been explored. Yeah, so
2: I have never heard, every, heard about this before.
3: Really? Okay. And everybody knows that the guy who did it's also a murderer for something else because Moser's a cheat, <laughs> otherwise too. So
2: <laughs> interesting. So, Logan, um, tell me tell me and the many other listeners that probably have no idea when you dropped this in there about the 1984 Giro and this amazing conspiracy.
3: I don't okay. I don't know. It's crazy conspiracy. It's just it's just it's part of cycling legend. Uh eighty four Giro. I had to look it up to remember who else was who else finished up there, but Moser won it uh o- over Finan in second and uh Argentin. Yeah. Hmm. Moreno Argentin was in third. Um, the thing Spencer, about this race,
2: no wonder why, no wonder why a little guy cares about this, because Fignon got second.
3: Yeah, Fignon got well, second. This yeah. is this is a mere uh, month or so before he went on to win the tour by like twenty minutes and win like ten stages or something in nineteen eighty four. So the form was there. Um, the thing is that what I was referring to is that in the time trial on the last day, uh, Moser needed to make up some time, and the legend has always been that the helicopters. Uh, the race <laughs> helicopters flew in such a way to st- fly, like, really low behind Finan, so that there was a bunch of turbulence. And he's always claimed that, like, they were they were doing that. Like, he felt like the helicopter was on top uh, of him and it was, like, making it hard for him to go around corners and stuff because there was, like, they were blowing uh-huh. the trees around him and stuff. Famously
0: concerned with aerodynamics, Laurent Finian.
3: Well, you know, people make fun of Finan all the time because he didn't have... <laughs> No, no. Listen, this is serious. People give him crap because yeah, like yeah. he didn't have aero bars, and he lost the 1989 but, um, tour. But what you have to remember yeah, I just is that ask <laughs> Well, no. What you have to remember is that nobody had aero bars except one guy, and it just yeah, happens yeah. that he he got to be the guy who who got to be the most screwed by the history I'm of aero saying. bars. But no, in eighty four, in early eighties, <laughs> the the thing about the thing about his team yeah. is that they yeah, yeah. for eighty four they were like they had the most cutting edge bikes. Like he was probably rocking yeah. super arrow stuff for eighty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moser was yeah. Delta yeah. Brakes. No, they didn't have Delta Brakes.
1: Yeah, come on, get <laughs> your stuff together.
3: Um oh. But also the the legend of the race and I I couldn't remember all this but at the time, but um like Fignon had always said that like he'd seen like Moser was getting pushes left and right in the mountains. Like Moser was not <laughs> a great GC rider. He's a great time trust. He's a good classics rider. Uh, it was really stretching it for him to win a Grand Tour. They canceled one of the the stages because of snow in air quotes. And of course, uh, like some French paper found picture went and got pictures oh. of that pass on that day, and it there was no snow. Like it was straight up like. Uh, the Italians wanted Moser to win and they did some Getting things deeper, Tim. to keep. Yeah, I not mean, not. all this is like on the Wikipedia page. You could have, I mean, <laughs> n- next week we can get into whatever, whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever Volta that is that uh, Delgado won uh, because mm-hmm. he like, him and all the uh, Spaniards like, formed well, a truce so that
2: corners, multi-episodes so guy. that uh, so that
3: Robert Miller uh, Philippa York now uh, wouldn't win that get, race you know like that's very focused. much let's at the time the 1984 no i no i know i'm saying very much at the time like the the, the Giro and the Volta were like home races and seeing mm-hmm. uh, a french rider who just won the tour come in the previous year come in and and mm-hmm. rip him a new one and then you've got Moser, their national hero, basically, uh, not. I,
0: I just don't understand um, if, if he was so affected by the aerodynamics and, and understood that this was a, 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 an important part of a time trial that then five years later he had not solved for this issue yet. Solved for the uh, issue of a in
3: helicopter Indiana. flying too close to him?
0: Oh, for just aerodynamics in general. Oh, you so, think he would be obsessed with it, um, so, but instead, rocked a headband.
3: He didn't rock a headband. He just had the ponytail on the last day. Review the tapes, okay. man. Review the tapes.
1: Um,
3: yeah, well, he definitely <laughs> should have. I mean, he was a professor. He should have gone back to university and got some sort of mm-hmm. aerodynamics degree. Um, That's. I,
0: I mean, it's the, fine. He did a great job in eighty-nine, he, and it was a. It was the most amazing race ever so he, maybe that's why he yeah. did it maybe he just did it for the drama didn't he
3: get so the um, thing is i always forget is like i'm pretty sure he got second in that last time trial too so it's not like he it's he went out yeah. and he lost the tour but it's not like he went out and punted it like he went out and crushed it oh yeah and LeMond just brought the new tech that nobody else had and threw down like the greatest time trial of all time and finion's like oh i th- i threw down like one of my best time trials ever. And I just lost the freaking tour and I got a saddle yeah. sore the size of New Jersey probably.
0: Yeah. That, that is a, a strong point. I, f- I repress that memory. I don't like to think about that one, but um, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a fact Tim. I think we, um, do you feel like, uh, this is a, a debunked theory then, or do you, are you buying into the story?
2: I think there's a lot more questions um, than answers that I just received from little guy. I think that it sounds completely asinine that even (laughs) though 1984, almost 40 years ago, Uh that someone could fly a helicopter so close that it would create some kind of air current that would affect someone as aerodynamic as the professor. I mean, his Uh professors in his name, you think he would find a way Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, cut through the air a little bit faster. I
3: Yeah. He's he's basically more questions a wizard. than
2: anything. I am a little <laughs> concerned about little guy's well being, um, believing these things. Uh but, but you know, halfway through his description of the nineteen eighty four tour, he's talking about yeah. some other
0: conspiracy I was, theory. I was, like, I was just gonna ask about this, Tim like dude, that one's good. I
3: love that one. I love that Delgado one. It's great.
0: Stepping back from the actual um uh you know discussion here about Finian Moser yeah whatever
2: yeah i don't Just, even really care the, about that
0: <laughs> right you're you're now the judge in this courtroom little guy was the the prosecution trying to accuse Moser here Yeah. and this is the presentation yeah. of his materials it's a little bit all over the place it's a little bit like it could be true but it's not presented in a way that um the timeline is just all over the place. The red string is everywhere. Um
2: the election was stolen. I mean, really, what's happening here, right? Like the like we need to go to a recount for the 15th time. I don't understand, little guy. I'm confused. Uh, well,
3: I got one more fact. Uh Fignon got oh. third in the 89 in that final time trial in 84 89. I want to get the record straight. Uh Thierry Marie mm-hmm. got second. Finnyan was at 58 seconds. Marie was at 33. That's a hell of a time trial. Uh to that that uh
2: Now Long little guy, job. can we. What's like the next? What are some other conspiracy I'm, I'm assuming there's a conspiracy theory like Delgado's alarm clock didn't go off at the right time in the 1989 tour, so that led uh-huh. to him showing up three minutes late.
3: I he don't wasn't know why he was late. Punctual
2: who, at the time who trial. Who unplugged
0: the alarm clock? Did the Americans or the French unplug the alarm clock?
3: Um, I don't actually know why, if there's any real good reason why he was late. So, was it? I kind of gave. It's the 85 Volta, into, is the one where you can go deep into the, the Spaniards ganged up on uh, Robert Miller.
2: Okay. Can and we get into um, perhaps, little guy, your um, greatest moment in Twitter history uh, when yeah. you did drop a tweet, and I will read it. Wow, no Americans, with an X, apostrophe, Americans, in the top 10 at EuroTT champs again. We used to be a TT powerhouse. I'm sure you were trying to make a joke about Dan Martin not being in the top ten. Is that is that correct?
3: Well, Dan Martin and just generally, all I mean, there's no Americans there, and I mean, you know, not even one. The whole yeah, so just the whole a, joke. There's no Americans. You know, that's kind how of blinded I am by American love.
2: Kind of a throwaway tweet. I mean, kind of garbage tweet, actually.
3: Thanks. thanks. Um, I appreciate that. Garbage. <laughs> and then, garbage. Thank you.
2: It, Thank and you. here yeah. I am, and I'm, I'm out on the town here you're in Orlando, not, yeah. and I get a you phone call no from a low guy. No love. And you're like, Tim, did you see it? And I'm like, what's that, low guy? <laughs> and you're like, the greatest moment of my life. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? I don't know if it was that <laughs> great. <laughs> and you're like, Brian Cookson, former UCI president. <laughs> has replied to my tweet.
3: Yeah, and he ripped me a new one. It was great. I loved it. it so Brian Cookson,
2: and I was like, that's not the real Brian Cookson. There's yeah, not a you blue totally
3: didn't believe.
1: To I yeah, didn't. You,
3: you completely but, didn't believe, and I went and clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh, he's got 22,000 followers. So, yeah, it's totally uh, him. Uh, otherwise, okay, a pretty good the, fake account.
2: This is the greatest moment, because Brian Cookson, with a sense of humor, who knew, writes, not surprising, Given the unnecessary apostrophes they were carrying, <laughs> correct punctuation is vital in elite level time trialing. Oh,
3: it's a good... Multi-layered,
2: multi, multi-layered dad joke here. Oh, it's um, good. Yeah. Punctuation, time trialing, so good. Oh. Um, yeah, little guy, you got absolutely crushed.
3: Um, oh, I loved it. I was so happy about it. I'm still so happy about it. Um. <laughs> it's
2: like, <what? laughs> why did he find it? Is Brian well, Cook listen to the bot?
3: That's the thing I'm saying, Tim. Is how did he find it? Does he have a burner account? Like, is he one of our fake like is he like one of our, our British followers who has like he's like follows like three accounts or something and it's like yeah
0: it just it's like a, one of those ones with uh, kind of a crappy profile picture yeah and it's just like the first name and a bunch of numbers
3: after yeah like, mine, Matt, like Matt like two my, seven yeah, five like seven mine. two it's, eight. It's, it's but i was saying egg. how did he come across this uh, I will say Vodders liked it too which I was like all right man I'm I'm, I'm getting some I'm getting some good ones here but um, yeah how did he find it. I really like, too that he he got Michael Hutchinson uh to uh chime in about yeah. about uh <laughs> I mean, about about TT helmets too. So I was really happy he that was, like the British he like, was
2: engaging. He was were, engaging uh, with like comments joking. to his comments. It was I mean it might have been the peak of the Slow Ride podcast guys. We <sighs> might need I mean first we wanted UCI press passes at Road Worlds. We got them. Yeah. Thank you Brian for that. That was I'm sure it was the highlight of his career to sign off on that. But I mean this tweet, little guy. I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, "There goes little guy again." And then all That's of the a sudden, good joke.
1: yeah, fantastic I, I, stuff.
0: I, I saw that apostrophe and I knew that that was a little guy tweet.
3: You know, uh-huh. I don't even and think and I what, added. I think I think my phone just put it in.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've spelled it wrong enough enough times that it just yeah. throws it in for you. But like, I, I see that and I think, oh, it's little guy again making weird tweets. Brian Cookson on the other hand sees it and says, "I see an opportunity." Oh, he and he, he
3: just that, drove that truck right through it.
0: That is what separates, you know, non UCI presidents from UCI presidents. Yeah. You know?
3: Hey, I mean, it got us some followers. Oh, it was good. Got us some engagement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I would I would defend my tweet and say it was uh, it was doing decent numbers even before Cookson decided to destroy me.
0: It was it was okay. I mean, um, I would I would say. Here's, here's the hierarchy, right? Like, we've been roasted by former USA Cycling um, president, Derek Bouchard Hall, and now we've been roasted by UCI president, former UCI president, Brian Cookson.
2: Yeah. Um, where do we go from here? Well, obviously, the hierarchy of them all would be the president of the ASO, because that's who really runs professional
3: cycling.
0: Okay. So, we need to brainstorm on this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Over the next few weeks,
3: okay, we can probably do some things incorrectly in French. Can pretty I pretty easily? I mean, if he hears Tim's uh, pronunciation of uh, Bernard Costefray or whatever, uh, he's <laughs> well, going well, well, to be little all over guy.
2: Us. Wait, wait, wait to burn yeah. me!
3: Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to try that again, little guy? Fix that no, in
2: post. I don't. <laughs> um, but let me just say that uh, Brian Cookson gained some points um, in my favor this week. I, oh yeah probably just a solid dude for a while we would just probably roast him because he was the you know the one that took on the whole uci presidency but here he is um so with that let's check in with the rider of the moment and of course we're talking about odds on favorite for the 2021 <laughs> world road championships michael matthews for this week's pre lap
4: This is Mitch Stocker, and you're listening to The Slow Ride
1: Pod. All
2: right, guys, here we are in the pre Lap. Major shout-outs to all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com. Find out how you can become a member, a supporter, a subscriber. Want to buy us a beer? Want to buy us some suntan lotion? Go ahead and just donate away so we can all work on our lovely tan... You can also find out about the bevy of shows, major shout out for continued content coming from the Grodio, with Friends Mm -hmm. of the Pod, Amanda Nauman, and Zach Schuster, busting out jokes about the Slow Ride Pod, claiming we have inside jokes, while yes we do, they are starting to put together some great recaps this week, they did the power rankings, Peter Stetna, not at the top step, you're going to have to find out where he lands on oh, next, man. on this week's Grodio podcast.
0: I, I cannot resist a good power ranking. Oh, yeah. I am just like a, a moth to the flame um, when anybody mentions power ranking. So I am excited for that one.
2: Blast from the past, Spencer. Just a quick interlude in the middle of our interlude to the Prem Lap. I think okay. peak Spencer and Tim. I don't know how mm. involved little guy was, but I remember I was a, um, a desk jockey at an office in Minneapolis using the copy machine weekly on Thursday mornings to print up the power rankings at the Velod- for velodrome racing, where you and I would stay out mm-hmm. up late the night before and write comments of the 10 most popular men and women racers at the moment for power rankings mm-hmm. and hand them out at the velodrome. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. you and I were never number one and two. That is how
1: yeah, just accurate.
2: Accurate. <laughs> and uh-huh. ethical the newsroom was when we were creating power rankings that is how much we love power rankings on this podcast
0: yeah yeah, yeah. um you know we lost all of gen z listenership um right there as you mentioned a uh, copier and handing things out i don't think anybody understands yeah how that goes anymore <laughs> we but, didn't have um, an app <laughs> you know no. if we did it uh these days we would certainly have an app for that um hopefully grodio will one day as well um maybe they can pair up with the uh the Nowhere Fast Zwift uh, podcast and get some of the technology insights from them.
2: Oh, you're absolutely right. And this week I did get my very own package from John at Buckler Skincare because I got a re-up of Wide oh. Angle Podium's very own Miracle Wap Chamois Cream. Check it out by going to bucklerskincare.com and getting some Miracle Wap. The Tingle is the miracle, the greatest chamois cream in the business. And if you're like me and you drink a ton of coffee because you just adopted this habit in the last nine months, head over to <laughs> wideanglepodium.com/coffee for two exclusive wide-angle podium coffee blends to be sent to your house from our good friends at Grimper Brothers.: Absolutely. Gentlemen, let's get back to the show.)
4: Is Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the
2: Slow Ride Podcast. Alright, guys, here we are, and every now and then we get a highlight, and that highlight is when we get notification of another review of the Slow Ride Podcast over at Apple Podcasts. So if you listen to us on the Apple Podcasts app, go ahead, rate us however you want. Five stars is better. We've got a few one <laughs> stars in our, in our, in our history, but let me tell Go you out of 365 honor. rankings over 350 or five stars. So those people can't be wrong. So we got a nice one from the pod for the snarky cyclist in Dolomite, Texas. These gentlemen's, these gentlemen are at many turns inane, puerile, and spot on about the ridiculous <laughs> sport of cycling. So many inside jokes and hilarious takes on cycling culture and petty slights unearthed through their storied amateur cycling careers. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Hang in there for their silly cycling-themed mystery radio serials. (laughs) Such good stuff. Yeah. I I look forward to every Tuesday being the slow ride day on my dog walks. Subscribe today. You'll be glad you did.
0: That's... A fantastic review.
2: I um they had me until they mentioned serials. It's been a while since uh Anza. they did
0: pluralize it. There was yeah. there has been only one that I'm aware of.
2: <laughs> yeah. Little guy, how are um, the serial radio shows coming? Do you have another series <laughs> forthcoming?
3: Do I have another one? I, uh, I I don't. I've been a little busy okay. lately having gone back to school, so it's I'll okay.
0: See, I'll I'll just explain this one in case anybody um, hasn't been listening, um, you know, over the past year or two. Back in 2020, there was no bike racing. For a couple of months, there was zero bike racing.
2: But the Slow Ride podcast persevered.
0: Yeah. Instead of, you know, just phoning it in, just bagging it, just, you know, taking a few months off and kicking our feet up on the beach, we persevered as tim said and little guy wrote a um radio play that we um we did so go back in the archives i don't know april or so last year 2020 yeah um, somewhere and dig in there. that up because it's it's absolutely <laughs> worth your time
1: <laughs> 100 totally. percent.
3: was there four three episodes four i don't even remember now yeah oh, yeah,
2: yeah three or four <laughs> um five stars from mads divil a serious take on pro cycling. Don't listen to other cycling news sources. The predictions and analysis of these guys is always spot on. I can't recommend this podcast enough, no matter how or what you ride. If you like bikes and factual news, you'll like this podcast. Not at all funny, but seriously informative and thoughtful. Um, I, Uh-oh. I like that. How many disappointed Uh-oh. people do you think reading that are going to be like, "Ooh, I got to listen to this one. Uh-oh. Yeah, w-
0: yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's a recipe for trouble. I also love that review. Thank you very much.
2: That's a solid one until I start listening to Conspiracy Corner with Little Guy about the 1984 <laughs> <laughs> Jura. Current and relevant news. It's very relevant. <laughs> if irrelevant. people watching... You gotta if know people your history, listening folks. Could, You gotta could, know history. If people listening could see the smugness on Little Guy's face when I talk about how that was yeah. not what really happened, um, the disappointment... <laughs> Is is here. Oh, ooh, what's this, Spencer? One star from the yellow tree. Low information, lots of opinions. And here we go. Let's dig deep into this one-star review. This is going to be a good one. Let's hear this one. Excited to find a new podcast as a new fan to the sport. Tuned in for Vuelta coverage just to hear so much snark and (laughs) in-the-know jokes and jabs about cyclists that really added nothing. Uh Uh-huh. Then they went into other prominent races while dissing cyclists without explaining why a rider is disliked. (laughs) Every fan base has these people who are in the community and don't truly invite you in, but make it apparent they know more than you. Every other network makes cycling interesting and accessible. Hard pass.
3: Every other network makes cycling
1: cycling interesting
2: and accessible. That's the one that kind of... I think this is an inside job.
3: What are <laughs> like, other networks? Tell me about these other networks you speak of. Um, That's what uh, I would like to know.
2: All right. Let me just say this. Thanks for being a listener.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack in this review. Um, uh, uh, first of all, welcome to the sport of cycling. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're still listening. It sounds like
3: you probably, <laughs> probably,
0: not. probably not, but, um, you know, if, if, if on off chance you give us a second go,
2: Yeah, welcome to the sport. I'm sure they've Um, made it 45 minutes into the podcast for their second go. (laughs) Absolutely,
3: you Um, know, eventually they're going to be back. They're going to be like, man, I need some snark now that I've caught up on all the dumb inside crap. It's
0: it's true. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I think Tim does do a lot of dissing of cyclists um, on this on this podcast. I I I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I Mm -hmm. think he also does a lot of protecting. Of certain hated cyclists, as well, oh yeah, um, so I think the I think the balance is there. I think we try to be as fair and balanced as we can be on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, I think the thing for me, reading this review and 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 unfortunately, we are what three hundred and fifty nine
2: episodes in, we started this podcast um, in 2013. Maybe yeah, unfortunately,
0: for the cycling world, we are 350, almost 360 episodes in. There's, yeah, there's a lot of inside jokes and stuff that have happened. I, I, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't explain them all to you. Like every time, it could be somebody's first episode, every single episode, and I can't. I can't. You're just gonna have to. Let me. You're gonna have to do a little bit of legwork, just a little bit of legwork to get into. It. Like, and it's fine. Like we'll grow on you. Well, here's uh, the one that or gets
3: Or we won't. Me. Here's but, the, you know, a, you know. Or we won't.
2: Yeah, you yeah, know what? Fine. Welcome Head to the sport. Out. Cool. Here's the part that stings to me. Every fan okay. base has these people who are in the community and don't truly <laughs> invite you in, but make it apparent they know more than you. Let me be very clear here. Them, well, there's some <laughs> factual inaccuracies there. <laughs> Let me be sure. very clear than you. We do not know more than anybody else. We're not a news podcast. We're just three dudes, blokes, pals that have been having this conversation since 2005 while we were waiting for runs to come in when we were bike messengers at a Dunn mm-hmm. Brothers coffee in Minneapolis. Pretty much. This is like hanging out with us back in 2005. We have no clue what we're talking about. Um, But we, we try to invite everybody in, but you need to understand that I, this I, sport I... is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like, like at some point this is the most in inane and, not understandable sport that you just kind of gotta you gotta give it a whirl on your own for a little bit here to really realize how ridiculous this whole thing is.
0: And that's you know that's fine. Um, I I I think um, this super rookie maybe more than anyone, but I think all of us on this show would would. Say that we are probably an acquired taste as individuals <laughs> and as a podcast, um, yeah. And that's that's okay, man. Like I, my feelings aren't hurt by that, um, you know. And but I do I do think we actually do actively try to be uh, accepting and inviting to everybody across the sport. You know, we talk about road, we talk about cross, we talk about gravel, we talk about mountain bikes, talk about track, and obviously we do as much as we can with women's cycling as well. Um, you know, we, we address any issues that jump up, um, trans rights and cycling with Arkansas and all that stuff. Like these are things that we'll take head on. And, um, so that, that part of that review actually makes me upset. Um, yeah. The yeah. rest of the review is like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you didn't get the joke. That's fine. Maybe you thought we we're too petty about talking about
2: Philippe or whoever. That's fine. Like, <laughs> Wow. You mentioned Alaphilippe and then suddenly I'm like, how many other cyclists have I dissed? Yeah. But
0: (laughs) you know, and I guess, um, you know, that's fine. But, uh, maybe, maybe
2: give it more than one
0: episode before you leave the one star review. That's just my personal opinion, but I don't care that we have it.
2: Well, at least I didn't mention our, our love of car talk. Um, we we have a solid, Uh, you know, (laughs) there's lots of, lots of things to discuss. Um, Gentlemen, I, before we wrap up the pod, this is a couple of things. Um, I am going to be doing in early January a cross Florida gravel ride from the Gulf Coast of Florida to the mm-hmm. East Coast. Um, friend of the pod, Graham Partain, has mapped out a 200-mile route that is probably Ooh, 160
3: miles of it is gravel. Okay, uh,
2: cool. Do I need a frame bag
3: for this? Yes, you do. You got to put sandwiches in there.
2: Like a half frame bag or frame, full frame bag? Or do I go with a seat post bag? I
3: need advice. What should I Do you I have can? a bar bag? You don't have a bar bag, do you? No, why would I have one of those? Because everybody has a bar bag. Um, because you got to carry things with you when you go places and you don't want them in your pockets. So I can't use my jersey pockets. Well, use your jersey pockets. Uh, you definitely use your jersey pockets. You also get some bags. I'd say get a bag on your seat. Put put your tube in there. Put your whatever. One those,
0: wait. Hang on. Little guy, are you talking about like a saddlebag or are you talking about what Tim's talking about, which is one of those rooster tail. No, not one of those rooster <laughs> I'm saying just bags.
3: get like a decent saddlebag that you can fit, a tube, some little mini tools in and stuff. What's a tube? A <laughs> <The> tube <laughs> is a thing you use when your your sealant explodes out of the side of your tire. Is this? Yeah, I was going
0: to say, is this a technology from 1984? <laughs> Again, it is a technology we from 1984. Uh, I mean,
3: yeah. Quick Step uh, loves to do uh, time trials on tube tires. Now they say it's faster. So famously progressive. Famously yeah. progressive. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying, get get yourself like a little bar bag. Uh, I don't think you need okay. to go full frame bag. I think bar bag. You could probably stuff enough snacks in. Yeah, yeah. And then the back pockets.
0: Two hundred miles. Little guy, what do we need for two hundred miles? This is the crux of the question. Yeah, what do we bring in with us? We're bringing two water bottles. Is, are you going to be able to stop yes, to refill your th- there water? There
2: are several. Okay. There are several gas stations along the way because, right. unfortunately, there's not a gravel route road the whole way. Yeah. But there are. So, it's kind of like Doc Hollywood so, where there's some. You're seconds. bringing
3: right, three water right. bottles, one in your back pocket because you're Tim and you love to put a water mm-hmm. bottle in your back pocket, and you're yeah, bringing in some, some like yucky, racy food. You know, so you get on the go, but you probably need like one like decent thing to eat in that time period. So you're packing a Sammy or something from home, you know?
0: No, no, no. Okay. Stop listening to the little guy. He's, I thought he was sane, but he's not sane. Um, So what we need to do is you need to map this out. Mm -hmm. Every, say, every 50 miles, you're going to be stopping at a gas station or something just to refuel. So you're going to, you're going to bring your two water bottles on your frame, right? Yep. Then you're going to have, you are going to have to get a bar bag. Uh, because this is gravel, and you need, you must have a bar bag. It's, you're going to get laughed at. Okay. I don't know who your friends are, but they're going to laugh at you. And that's unfortunate, but it's the reality. What you're going to do is uh, you're going to fill that bar bag up with nutty bars. Now, they're, they're the secret fuel for racing. They're 25 cents, little Debbie nutty bars at the gas station. You're going to just pack that bag full every five minutes or so. Once you eat a nutty bar, then <laughs> you're going to refill the bag every 50 miles. Mm. By the time you get to the end, you're going to be feeling amazing.
3: Hmm. Okay, maybe, maybe.
2: <laughs> Do you guys think I'll be able to accomplish this ride?
3: Uh, it's going to be flat. I'm flat. assuming. So yeah, probably.
2: There you go. Talking trash about Florida and how flat. Yes, it's going to be pretty flat.
3: It's going to be totally flat. The elevation gain I, will I, be I, negative. totally
2: flat. There's some. Dude, you have to go over the St. John's River. That is a pretty big climb on that bridge.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: I I believe that Tim can finish this ride. I believe he may crack pretty hard around oh, yeah. 165 miles. Oh yeah,
2: it's gonna hit. It's gonna be a catastrophe.
0: I think you're gonna be speaking to ghosts. You're gonna you're gonna be like seeing spirits and like having conversations. You're gonna not remember about I, 30 miles of this
2: ride. I kind of want you guys to come um, on this ride with me just to protect me because I'm pretty sure the other people I'm going to be riding with are going to want to punch me Uh right around. I mean, usually it's like around I mean, mile 70, but I'm pretty sure it's not sure going to like,
3: change much yeah, if we're there. Though. Pretty, yeah.
2: yeah. But you guys would protect me, right? You guys, you guys would stick up for me.
3: Yeah. Generally, yeah. generally, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a long way, okay. Tim. <laughs> we did like, we did like 85 miles this summer that was a good distance together.
2: Yeah. But Florida, early January you punch him. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> the little guy didn't catch up to me because I was dropping. Ah,
3: no, um, no, Tim was putting the hurt on me. Oh. I was hurting. I was hurting. I'll admit So
2: Well, gentlemen, I, I, I'm i pretty excited. So that's that's starting up in uh, January, uh, early January. So I've got a, a lot of training to take place. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. A lot of people have also been emailing and asking when the Doc Hollywood is. I don't know when I'm going to do that. It. I took this year off. So yeah, your, your 11 is going to happen next February. So, you know, COVID, COVID kind That's of so breaks. So so. It just, it just happens. Um, do you guys have anything forthcoming? Spencer, you've got some sweet out of town form. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. are the KOMs coming?
0: Um, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're not falling as fast as I, I would like them to, but, uh, you know, I've got a few, um, targeted, uh, to really let the, uh, the locals know that there's a, a new top dog in town, but, um, you know, you know, eventually they'll, they'll, they'll get the message.
2: Right on. And little guy, before we wrap up, anything else on your docket that you want to discuss on the slow ride? Uh,
3: there's a very slim chance that when this podcast drops on Tuesday, I might dip my toe in and do a cross race that night. It's the last Tuesday night. Uh, but, uh, I'm a little scared of that. So we'll see who knows. Maybe we'll talk about that next week.
2: So you, you have not done a cross race yet this year.
3: I haven't done a cross race since States in 2019. I did one mountain bike race. It's the only thing I've done since 2019. But I have been riding a wow. lot more lately. My commute is, is I'm tacking on 30 miles a day. So I'm starting to feel good. So uh, oh. time to be delusional right. and uh, waste money on a bike race, right? Pre- pretty
2: solid yeah. commute? Because the commute's over to St. Paul, are you taking? Um, you know, you, you you making it hard? Are you riding down to the River Bluffs, back up the hills, uh, or what are you doing? Well, a shot. the
3: the commute is a straight in the morning, and I can do a little more in the afternoon. But now I go uh, basically downtown St. Paul in the morning, and then in the afternoon I got to come home. I come home, and then I got to go over to Bryn Mawr to pick up a uh, little Tom Boone and Tom Boonin, and then bring them home. So, so, so this I,
2: picture you sent us in the middle of the week going up the infamous ramsey hill switchbacks yeah is that part of your commute or were you going out of your way to try to show us no. like, hey guys look i'm going to <laughs> the biggest hill in town that wa-
3: no that's not part of my commute i could uh tag i couldn't throw that in every day just for funsies but um no i just actually had a little extra longer lunch break that day so i went over and walked it actually while i was okay. eating oh. eating my sam my sammy yeah walked as it, i walked about
2: the same speed as you normally ride up oh, and, yeah. and- there. <laughs> And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Make sure you email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com or leave us your very own review wherever you listen or subscribe to the podcast. Many thanks to BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. Buckler Skincare at bucklerskincare.com with the exclusive Miracle Wap chamois Cream. The Tingle is the Miracle. And the friends at Grimper Brothers with two exclusive coffee blends available at WideAnglePodium.com If you want to find out more about the Wide Angle Podium Network, head to WideAnglePodium.com to find out all about independent cycling media and with that, this is Tim in beautiful Orlando, Florida
3: Madam Minneapolis
0: And this is Spencer in western Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road, because we're inclusive. The
1: Slow Ride Podcast. bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source.
0: theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at The theslowridepod.